Marathon Swim Stories has been a gift to me in so many ways. And how about this one? Meeting a kindred spirit halfway around the world in Northern Ireland. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. I'm Shannon Keegan, swim efficiency coach at Intrepid Water. Michelle Macy recommended that I find out Maureen McCoy's story, and I'm so glad that we connected. Maureen literally wrote the book on wild swimming in Ireland. Check out the show notes for a link so you can buy a copy. And her love of swimming shines through in our conversation. She even recommends a few of her favorite swim spots in case you're planning a post-pandemic trip to Ireland. There are so many gems in this episode that I don't want to give any away. Just listen and enjoy. All right, it's your time, Maureen. You're on the spot. <laughs> What's oh, your story? Okay. <laughs> Will you keep me right, Shannon? <laughs> oh, go ahead and start with um, a little bit of your background. How'd you get into how'd you get into swimming, marathon swimming? Uh, well, marathon so swimming in general, um, I was brought up swimming outdoors. Uh, my grandfather was actually a long distance swimmer here in Ireland and uh, won several of the races. So it kind of in our family blood. And uh, my mum used to take me swimming when we walked the dogs. We used to get in and swim in the sea with the dogs. Uh, so I just, I've always done it and uh, I just love it. And getting into marathon swimming was really, that was a childhood dream. I, uh, I watched an Esther Williams movie, Dangerous When Wet, if anybody knows <laughs> Esther Williams. And I saw her going for the channel and I said to my mum, I was about 10 at the time, and I said, I'm going to do that one day. And uh, it took me another ooh, 30 years. <laughs> so, but I did it for my 40th, I did the English channel. And uh, yeah, and I just... I, I just love it, you know, like, like you guys, I just, I love exploring and uh, I love, I love the longer distances, um, but I'm not big into competition at all. Uh, I was a lifeguard and a lifesaver and that sort of, I did a little bit of competition swimming as a kid and really didn't enjoy competition. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I sort of freeze when I get on blocks. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I think it took for kind of for me finding wild swimming to realize that like that the anxieties and things I had around the pool, like that I could let those go and actually just love swimming. Yeah, <laughs> but it yeah. took me till I was like 35. something. <laughs> yeah, and you probably find when you compete, if, if you do competition 10Ks or, or other races, you actually compete quite well in those. I know I do, but I'm shockingly bad in swim meets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, tell me a little bit about um, just like maybe like the feeling of finishing a marathon swim. How was that for you? For me, um, the well, well, we'll go we'll go to the English Channel. That was just uh, pure joy, I have to say. I, um, I I was really lucky. I started early in the morning and got to swim right throughout the day. So I had the sun on my back the whole day, and I had read not to look forward because you don't really see <laughs> France getting closer to you. So I kept looking behind me at the cliffs of Dover getting smaller and smaller. Uh, and then finally, one of the crews shouted at me and says, would you look forward? You're nearly there. <laughs> you can see the beach. <laughs> so I looked and I saw the beach and I was like, wow, I'm almost there. And 
the immediate thought was, oh, people have been you know, half a mile away and still haven't made it, so it's not over yet. Uh, and then they started their countdown. They said that 1,600 meters, it's 1,200 meters. And I thought to myself, well, if everything goes wrong, I know I can kick 1,200 meters, so <laughs> I am finishing this swim. And I swam in and uh, I told myself as I was coming in, as soon as my hand touches sand, I'm going to stand up and walk because I'm fed up swimming. <laughs> so that's what I did. And the moment I, I touched the sand, I just turned and my support swimmer is a photographer. So he'd come in behind me and I just turned to him and I went, I've just swam the English Channel. <laughs> and he was like, yes. And he went, click. <laughs> get out. <laughs> he made me get out and then I just danced on the beach I literally was waving my arms in the air and just dancing like a mad thing and uh, that was the moment I knew how people do a two-way up until oh. then I didn't know how anybody could do a two-way and suddenly I just went yeah I know how you can do a two-way so uh, it just felt great yeah and then of course I fell asleep on the boat on the way back <laughs> Had you considered a two-way? Um, I had, no, I had, up until that stage, no, I hadn't. I literally thought, how could anybody do that? I knew how much training I was doing. And at the same time, the same year, um, Lisa Cummings from down in Cork, I think she's Cork, uh, she was doing a two-way or possibly, no, she was doing a two-way. And I was just thinking, how on earth can anybody do that amount of yeah. training? But as soon as I stood on the beach, it just suddenly was open to me. I'm, yes, yeah, if I had done the training, yeah, yeah, I could go back in and swim again. But maybe that was just adrenaline. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what the training was like for you to prepare for that? Um, I really enjoyed my training. Um, I took up... I've been swimming outdoors all my life, but I took up um, open water competition here in Ireland really only in 2006. So I did a sort of a, a 3K swim and then another 3K where I met Colleen Blair, the Scottish swimmer. I think you've spoken to her as well. And uh, then I sort of the next year I said, right, I'm going to jump up and I'm going to do the 17K. Uh, and then after that, I thought, right, I'm ready to, to do the channel. So I really didn't have a huge amount of experience. You know, I literally went 3K, 17. Okay, let's sign up for the channel. Um, but I love the training. I mean, I'm a swimming teacher, so I'm in the pool every day anyway. Um, I really enjoyed getting my teeth into something really tough. And uh, I just loved it. I had I had very few days that I didn't want to train. But I also thought... Um, you know, I'm now approaching 40 and I need to be careful of my shoulders. So I looked at lots of training plans and I read Penny Lee Dean's book and looked at her plans and sort of cut loads of it out and said, I'm going to work out my plan. So I probably, some swimmers would probably say I undertrained for it, but I felt very comfortable and mm -hmm. I felt very, very strong. And mm -hmm. that was, you know, I, I had to keep it doable. Because yeah. I'm too lazy to push myself too hard. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like you wouldn't even believe. Um, and I think what you said is really makes a lot of sense to me. Just because, like, seeing what you mean, you could just, you know, there's some people who like look at something. Okay, somebody said this, this is exactly what I should do, and they try to do it. But you really have to find what works for you. And I think it's really just yeah. about building those little incremental bits of confidence 
And then you're like, okay, I know what it's like to push myself. And then you're like, okay, and then you just go out and you do it because you've built those little bits of confidence. You know, you can do that much, so you do a little more. And then you, you know, so yeah, that's absolutely much what I strive to. I'm undertrained, it's perfectly prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And having the swims that don't maybe go as well as you'd hoped, uh, you certainly learn from those. I mean, I, I had a couple of those that, that I just I realized, and it was, it was up here that, that mm. failed me. I just I got fed up and I just decided. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then that pushes you on to think, well, I can get through that, and, and this is just me being silly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about, about a little bit of those ones that maybe didn't go so well. <laughs> um, well, well, the, the biggest one would have been Windermere Two-Way, uh, and that was uh, my first sort of fully night swim. I had done a, a relay swim over here in Ireland um, where I'd gone in for a couple of hours at night in, in choppy water and loved it. But when I did the Windermere swim, uh, I started at about seven or eight in the evening. So it was to swim through the night and it just rained the whole night. It was supposed to be full moon, but the clouds were heavy and it was pitch black. Um, I could only see the lights on the boat. I couldn't see anything else the point of I could, I could at one point I was following one of the other boats <laughs> so they were calling me back because on the Windermere swim you've got rowing boats beside you with your crew and uh, we just sort of swam through the rain and it was heavy rain that rain that hurts your arm every time you recover you know it's banging into wow. you and uh, you go down the lake you go swim around a boy and then you head back up again and on the way back I just thought I'm not moving I just felt that I wasn't moving forward. I was just sort of totally isolated. It was black, couldn't see the difference between water, land or sky. Everything was black. Um, I swam for about an hour and thinking to myself, right, if it gets light, I'll keep going. Or if I get to the lilies, which are two particular islands, and I know it's two hours from there into the finish. Uh, I thought if I get there, I'll keep going. So my next feed, um, the crew said, well, you know, I said, well, where are we? Are we at the Lilies? And they're like, no, no, can't see them. Right, no, no, I've had enough. Can't do it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. And they were like, what? <laughs> and uh, I had, my brother was on the boat and he's Mr. Health and Safety. So uh, I said, um, I said our safe word, which was, I'm cold. <laughs> so, so I said, no, I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. It was all right. Got to get her out. He was getting prepared. And by the time he'd got the blankets ready, I was climbed out and into the boat, <laughs> sort of sitting there looking for sandwiches. And once I got myself dried and dressed, the, the dawn appeared. It's just started to get light. So this maybe was about 20 minutes. And we saw the islands, the two lilies. And I was mm -hmm. like, I could have finished this swim if only mm -hmm. we'd known where we were. Uh, I was tempted to actually get back in again <laughs> like, for myself and just, you know, let, let the, the, um, the officials know that I actually, I had got out, but, uh, just thought, oh, no. you know what, I've got a ham sandwich in my hand, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it taught me a lot about myself, you know, just, you've got to push through that point, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's super valuable having those experiences, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that those dark, dark, dark nights. And when you don't feel like you're making progress, it's so yeah. hard. So can you tell me about a time you maybe felt that same sensation, but you kind of worked through it? Well, in, in the English Channel, yeah. Um, and it seems to hit me about hour nine or 10. And I just 
no, don't want to do this anymore, fed up, um, fed up with smiling people looking at me. <laughs> and they're all giving you thumbs up and saying how great you are and you're just muttering underneath the water. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely went through that in the English Channel and I thought, no, hang on, you've been here, you're at that 10-hour point and you are definitely better trained than you were the year before. Uh, so I just had to grit my teeth. And I did say to myself, whose idea was this anyway? I'm fed up and I was having a right little strop and then I suddenly thought to myself, yeah, it was your idea. <laughs> so you better just keep on with it. <laughs> Uh, and one of the crew on the boat, uh, again, the photographer, he had been videoing at the start. So he had disappeared for about three hours because looking through the camera lens, he had been so sick. Uh, so when oh, he no. came back, he was green. And I kind of thought, he's actually having a worse time than I am. So really, I need to make sure I do this and finish it. <laughs> Oh man, that's, yeah. That's, there's when you do put get that perspective, right? You're like, oh, the people on the boat—they're just sitting there. I'm swimming, you know. Like, yeah, yeah I'm thing. doing what I like to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you've written the book on wild swimming in Ireland, but where is your favorite place to swim? <laughs> <laughs> so many people ask me that question. I have so many favorites. Okay, you could give um, us three. <laughs> Great. Um, well, let me see. I'll, I'll try and dot them around. Um, there are some, well, there's, I mean, Donegal, which is in the north, just has so many amazing beaches. But there's one in particular called Kinigo, and it's really far north. And it is the deepest, most golden sand you could ever walk through. You sink right up to your ankles in this sand. It is so, so soft. Uh, and it's just beautiful. And there's actually three separate beaches. So just to go down there and explore and swim around the shore is beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. And then um, scooting right the way down to the bottom in Cork, Loch Ayn is just another magical place. It's, um, it's a tidal sort of inlet. So it's, it's sort of brackish water, partly sea, and it has lots of wildlife in it. Uh, and I think they even monitor for um, seahorses because they would breed in there. So it's wow. another gorgeous place. And then from growing up in the mountains, my mum used to take us rock pulling as kids up in the mountains. So we would climb up and we'd just, just spend an afternoon swimming in rock pools. So that probably would sort of take me back to childhood as well, just playing in those waterfalls and rock, rock pools in the, in the mountains. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, definitely need to get Ireland on my list. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the great thing about it is, is saying in the, the breakout room there that it's so small that you can do a fabulous tour. And uh, a lot of people have got in touch with, with me about the book and saying, right, we're using this as our, as our tour book and they're going around Ireland, sort of ticking off all these swims. So it's lovely to hear from people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about how that book came to be. Um, it was uh, just after my English Channel swim, uh, Paul, the photographer, was with me and he said, you know, you need to write an article about what you've done, you know, to, to uh, you know, swim the channel, like, you know, training for a, a sports event and yet you're looking at putting on weight instead of taking it off. <laughs> so he felt there was a real article in that. 
Um, so I wrote that and then he said, you, you can actually write. So uh, why don't we look at writing a book? I'll do the photographs and you write the pieces. So we started out with a blog and we um, then sort of pushed it out looking for a publisher and finally got an Irish publisher. And uh, yeah, we just have really enjoyed touring ourselves and exploring our own country writing about it and then to get it published was a real bonus to be honest yeah 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 you already had <laughs> you're you wanted to do the work anyway right so. absolutely i wanted to do the it's a great excuse just to get in the car throw a tent in and just go and the amount of beaches i have wild camped on you would not believe <laughs> sounds like a pretty fabulous existence <laughs> yeah it was really good really enjoyed it yeah uh, talk to me a little bit about um, the coaching and stuff that you do. Well, co coaching my career. Um, I, I came through lifeguarding. You know, I did, did lifesaving as a, as a child and then sort of got the, the usual summer job as a lifeguard and then kind of stayed <laughs> and did my teaching. And uh, I would work with all levels of swimmers. So I, I love actually teaching. I love teaching beginners, kids, adults. Um, I enjoy the coaching and I've worked up to high level, but I much prefer the teaching side of things. Um, I think there's just more to make me think uh, about how, you know, how I can help people and uh, working with special needs in particular. I love that because you have to adapt. To, you know, I know you're a teacher too and a coach and you really have to think about what will work for that swimmer. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting more and more excited about it all the time. I also train teachers. I work for Swim Ireland um, as a tutor. So we, we, we train the new teachers as well. Uh, but my, my biggest thing is, is looking at a swimmer with special needs or with an injury and, and sort of working how, how to get them improved and, and build on their strengths. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, like, and that's one of the fascinating things I've found, too, is when you're working with kids, I guess I've had a lot of kids lessons, a little bit of older age groups, and then I, then I kind of, I've this, like, trying to get more people marathon swimming is my, my next tier, <laughs> but yeah. just because I live in a kind of a rural area, I think, but um, working with people and, you know, and trying to figure out how to, I guess, empower them. You know, and the water is just, and, and making them want to come to the water because the water is just so good for all of us. Right? Yeah, I, I have one lady and she's become a really close friend now who came to me and she had been um, a, a military nurse and she had been very badly injured in a, in a bomb blast. So she had, she didn't lose any limbs, but she, her whole body basically was shattered and uh, she had to relearn how to walk again after months on a bed and she was told then as she was learning how to walk the physio said to her you know swimming would be really good rehabilitation but she couldn't swim at all so she took some lessons to learn to swim and then she was put on to me to improve because she really enjoyed that she has since medaled at the Invictus Games twice <laughs> and three times you know, competed in the Warrior Games and she absolutely loves it. She gets the whole spiritual sort of emotional side of it. And uh, she just, she's an absolute joy to be with. She's so positive and yet she's been through so much difficulty. And you see her in the water, she swims beautifully now. And then she climbs out of the water and she's 
you can then see that she's had serious injuries the way she she walks and you know she only has a few years probably before she'll you know be at least on sticks if not back in a wheelchair but she's so positive she's she's a wonderful woman to work with really is That's a wonderful story um you mentioned something you mentioned the spiritual and emotional side you want to talk to how do you talk to swimmers about that well, I sort of break them in very gently. I'm not a particularly spiritual person, don't get me wrong. But I do feel, uh, and I'm, I think most of us do, I mean, I know Michelle had said in her talk that she sort of gets to know herself, gets inside herself. I, I almost feel I get into a, a meditative state. And uh, I, just, I just love that just focusing on my stroke or focusing on the feel of the water, things like that. So it's, it is a bit like that sort of meditation, but I'm not going all airy fairy about it in any way at all. You know, I know when it's cold. <laughs> I know when there's a jellyfish, and I don't like jellyfish. <laughs> so, um, but I do love it, and I I always come back to it, the kind of wow, I'm actually out here doing this. You know, which is which is the bit that really gets me that little sort of childish part of me that goes this is really exciting. This is an adventure. Yeah. 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 That, that's really what it's about for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how your, um, like your stroke has maybe evolved as you, or if you like build distance or I don't know, anything about technique tips or anything you want to share? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I started to kick. <laughs> I know that's something Michelle does not do. Because I, I was going to say, I, prefer, I totally tell people not to kick. <laughs> <laughs> I kick. Um, I, I wasn't a great kicker. And uh, I actually, one of the girls that I would have taught with, she was more of a sprinter. So she would kick a lot. And uh, just to save my shoulders and keep fitness, we would do mm -hmm. kick sets. And I remember the first time doing a kick set with her, we did, we did a hundred meters kick set and I was busted. <laughs> and she was like, come on, Mo, this just isn't right. So two weeks later, we were doing a K of kicking together up and down the pool, chatting. You know, I couldn't yeah. believe that to that. So that really has come into my stroke. I now kick very comfortably uh, and I feel the benefit. And the reason I developed my kick was because I felt I'm going for marathon swims. I'm getting older. These shoulders are not trained, you know, the way a teenager is trained. I need to save my shoulders and the, the way to do that is get something from my legs um, and, and I like the way it feel, makes me feel. I feel strong in the core when I kick. So uh, that was the first adaptation and then a slight adaptation with my entry hand entry was the only other thing that I really focused on. Um, I would have had sort of the, the old school quite quite a pitched hand entry so I flattened that off a wee bit because I had a bit of shoulder niggle. Um, and other than that, I, I mean, I'm constantly in thinking about my stroke and uh, Paul swims with me and he, he's a, he's a, he was a back crawler actually for Ulster. Um, so we we're always sort of looking, oh, you're doing this. And we're just checking all the time that we're, we're trying to be as efficient as we possibly can. Because uh, when you meet people like Michelle comes over and she takes you off for a swim and you think, you know, that's ridiculous that she just disappears off in the distance. You know, I want to swim that fast. So I'm constantly analyzing my stroke um, 
all the time. I'm trying to make it as good as I can be, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. That's, people ask you what you're doing while you're swimming, and I, I'm like, I know it, or what you think about while you're swimming, and I'm like, I know it's hard to believe, but I actually think about, like, every single stroke. <laughs> it's like, oh, missed that one. Okay, next time, you know, elbows up, whatever, all that. Yeah, yeah. Did I drive my hips? You know, everything. Um, how's the pandemic been for you guys in Ireland? It's been, I've been really lucky. I live um, in the country, in a cottage, basically in the middle of a field. <laughs> so I have a big garden. My nearest neighbours are, you know, a field away from me, which is good. They're lovely. <laughs> They're really <laughs> nice. But it's, it's, I, mean, I find it's been lovely. I've been doing loads of gardening and uh, uh, it's been very relaxed, actually, for me. I know people in the, in the towns have had it more difficult. But as I was saying in the breakout room, Ireland has really quite a small population for, for the space that we have. So many people do have space. Uh, and it was lovely to be out walking on the roads and cycling on the roads at the start of lockdown. There were no cars. It was just great. And people were out with their kids and their bikes. The weather was fantastic for us. Usually it rains all the time here. Um, it was fantastic those first couple of months. And... Uh, I actually really enjoyed my enforced retirement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I had, a similar, so I've had a similar experience. So that's, um, I'm glad it hasn't been hard on you. Hopefully we can still get through this, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, what advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer? Probably do similar as I did. Look, talk to people, read up about it, and then formulate your own plan. Um, and I think make sure you want to do it really from the heart because it hurts too much to do it for any other reason. You know, to do it to impress somebody else is, is not, it's not going to carry you through. But if you're doing it because it's something that you really want to do for yourself, um, go for it take advice or listen to advice and then interpret it your way and be um be adaptable you definitely have to be adaptable and certainly watch out for injuries that would be the key i think a lot of people overtrain and don't rest uh, and particularly as you get older you need to drop the training make it quality rather than quantity uh, and rest allow your body that recovery time um, I work with sports injuries as well, and that's a key one. Yeah. Recover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, you mentioned adaptability. How do you how do you train people to be adaptable? <laughs> well, this this is one that I actually got from Mike Oram um, on his his website. Uh, whenever I was researching my channel swim, and he sent me a lot of stuff. And he has this this form of training. He calls it. Um, uh, TBC training, total body confusion. <laughs> Graham <laughs> um, Schlechter talked about that. I'm sure you've heard it, yeah. yeah. So you just, you, you hit cold water, you hit wavy water, you hit early mornings, you hit late at night, you, you just blast yourself with different scenarios and get used to it. Um, a pal of mine, um, uh, Nula Muir Cochran in London she did the channel the year before me and we had done a relay swim um, the year prior to that uh, in Loch Erne in, in Ireland here and we both had a night swim and she came out of her night swim and she hated it now she, she was an international swimmer so quicker than me definitely 
uh, I went in, I loved it. It was dark, it was rainy, it was choppy. At one stage, all the boats were behind me and I was going, I have no idea what direction I'm just gonna swim until somebody toots a horn or shouts. And I just loved it. I came out of this and the boat was all over the place. And uh, I just fell down into, into the, the cabin on top of Pura Nula. And uh, I just went, that was so much fun. And she was in tears. She, was, <laughs> she hated her swim. So I spent the next hour talking her through. And I said, Nula, Nula, you're trying to fight with the water. Don't fight the water. Just get in there. Let it move you about. Let it roll you. Wait for the wave rather than trying to find it with your hand. Wait for it. And she came back to me then after doing her English challenge. She said, I just remember what you said. Uh, and she's told so many other people the same things. So, uh, you know, that, that's what I mean by adaptability. You've got to change even the speed of your stroke while you're swimming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's so fantastic. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I love that. That's really good advice. Thank you. <laughs> um, what marathon swimmer has inspired you? Oof. Um, well, well, Michelle for a start. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I was Michelle's observer for her, um, her record breaking um, North Channel. Mm -hmm. And uh, she just she has such a beautiful stroke. She really does. She's so efficient in the water uh, and so powerful. Um, but I think uh, many, many marathon swimmers. I mean, I've, I've, I've done Observer for quite a few and everybody's got their own way. I mean, I, I think you've talked to, talk to Jan um, from Moldova. Have you talked to Jan? I have. Uh -uh, oh, no. I'll have to get you in touch with him. Yes, he's yes. great. He's, he's not, I think he's now completed the Ocean 7. Um, he was just he's so much fun. And, uh, and he, he got out after finishing the North Channel. He got out and he was straight out with a, a bottle of Moldovian vodka. <laughs> and, uh, and the North Channel is pretty cold. <laughs> this this will get rid of the cold. We're all warm up, warm up on the inside, right? <laughs> at about three o'clock in the morning in the boat. But he was just, he, says, he was smiling. And I was smiling at him and going, you're doing well. And he was smiling every time he looked across at me. So he was, he was really inspirational. Um, I think the people that just, that seem to enjoy it are the ones that really I sort of have an affinity with, uh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think if you're like me, as you coach and teach people, you know, those people inspire you and kind of carry you to do yeah, more. Yeah. Often it's not the marathon swimmer at all. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of um, the film. There's a lovely Scottish film called On a Clear Day. I've heard of it. I don't know it if I've seen it, but someone else mentioned it. But. Fantastic. If you get a chance, find it, get it, watch it. And uh, it's, a, it's a guy, um, an older man in Scotland, and he, he decides he's going to swim the channel. But his inspiration is he's in his local pool and he sees this kid who has you know, um, some sort of learning difficulty, some sort of special needs. And this kid you know, sort of thrashes away and he just about gets across the pool, not the length, across the width of the pool. And this guy's been in and he's been training up and down, you know. And he's going to give it all up. And this kid, you know, finishes and he's like, yeah, I did that. And he's, he's so excited and he's getting all these congratulations from the coach and he's getting high fives. And the guy sort of stands by and says, wow, that kid's put everything into doing that with. And yeah, 
this is the time I'm going to change, you know. So that I think you can get that inspiration from any swimmer who's at any level. It's not about the achievement, it's about the passion behind it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I talked about that too in her interview. I, I love it. Oh my goodness. Um, there's somebody had put the um, link to your book in the chat and I'll be sure and put it in the notes for the video. Oh, and yeah, yeah. So everybody go check out Wild Swimming Ireland. Yeah, come to Ireland and we'll all go touring together. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Maureen. It's lovely to hear your story. Thank you. It's been great chatting to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Take care, everyone. We'll see you on Thursday. Bye. 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 Thanks, Maureen. Bye, everyone. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>